Carolina is in some unique and elite company on the national level thanks to their success on the gridiron, the hardwood, and on the diamond this past year. What is it? I'll tell you, coming up on today's episode of Locked on Tar Heels. You are Locked on Tar Heels, your daily podcast on the UNC Tar Heels, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, welcome into the Locked on Tar Heels podcast. It is Monday, June 6, 2022. I'm your host, Isaac Shade, and I want to thank you for making Locked on Tar Heels your first listen and your first watch every single day. Please don't forget that we're free and available anywhere you get podcasts, so make sure to subscribe. Well, <laughs> there was a tweet last week from uh, from at Reddit CFB. So this is Reddit's college football channel. And they were kind of breaking down the success of various D1 teams around uh, the country and how they had done this past season, or you know, this this academic year that we're just finishing in football, ba- basketball, and baseball. And that would be men's basketball specifically. And they were looking at the various teams that made uh, the postseason in all three of those sports. And the, the way they defined those was um, football-wise making a, an FBS bowl, just very simple, whether you won or not, regardless of what your record was, did you make a bowl game? For basketball, if you made the NCAA tournament or not, that would be all 68 teams um, that, that qualified either for the main field or uh, to play in one of the play-in games in Dayton. And baseball, same thing, making the NCAA tournament. So again, what what are the schools around the country that qualified for the postseason in football, making a bowl, basketball, making the NCAA tournament, or baseball, making the NCAA tournament, which just started this past weekend? Well, but Carroll is one of only 11, 11 D1 schools that qualified for all three of those categories. But before we get there, uh, I want to tell you there are six schools who are on the opposite end of the spectrum. These six universities did not make the postseason in any of those three sports. Didn't make a bowl, didn't make the NCAA basketball tournament, and didn't make the NCAA baseball tournament. So let me give you those schools because this is kind of the, the lovable losers list. It is Nebraska, Cal, which, you know, they're, they're very smart, but apparently, you know, didn't do so well uh, this year in any of those sports. Northwestern, all these smart schools, Washington, and then Syracuse, which, to be fair, doesn't have baseball, and Colorado, which also, to be fair, doesn't have baseball. So um, this, this Reddit, the college football Reddit, was posting about all of those. Now, obviously, as I said, they're, they're also listing, hey, here are the 11 schools who kind of the cream of the crop making the the postseason and all of those. Ready? I'll give them to you in alphabetical order. It is Arkansas, Auburn, LSU, Miami, Michigan, North Carolina, Notre Dame, Tennessee, Texas Tech, UCLA, and Virginia Tech, the Hokies. That's right. 
And so this is a really interesting list to me. There, there are some schools that, like if I, if I had made this our Tuesday trivia for this week tomorrow, there's some schools that aren't on this list that I probably would have guessed were on the list or maybe would have been in a normal year. And also, I looking at the list again, I don't think I would have got, I maybe would have gotten five or six of these, but I don't think I would have gotten my way to all of them. Uh, like I definitely would have gotten Texas Tech correct. Um, I have a lot of family who are Texas Tech alums and so um, I'm up, I'm always keeping tabs on what they're doing in all these sports and so I definitely would have gotten Texas Tech. Um, I would have gotten, I think the, the ACC schools on the list, obviously I would have gotten Carolina because I know that they have um, qualified for all the all three of these things, but this is kind of kind of a grouping, a, a statistic, a metric I've never really stopped to think about before. Just in 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 our country, right? We have our four major sports. Uh, compare and combine these and say who ha has made the postseason across the board on those. And so uh, I love we are looking AAC, um, and then in baseball, got, uh, obviously much more parity across the board, and so other conferences that rise to Four, depending on how you view Notre Dame on this list, obviously they are part of the ACC in basketball, and then the SEC has a legit four. And so for, for the eight, it's um, Miami, North Carolina, and the SEC has Arkansas, LSU, and Tennessee. So uh, good represent, representation there for the SEC and the on college baseball, but just as is often similar um, in, in football, the SEC is always so many sports and keep in mind it's it's not just um these kind of major ones you think about we so so many of the olympic sports such as women's lacrosse just won a national championship field hockey is always bringing 
taken home these national championships. The dynasty that is the UNC women's soccer team put in place by Ensign Dorrance, which incidentally, I, I just um, saw that the ACC network is putting out a documentary on the UNC women's soccer team. So it's going to be great to check that out. But uh, I love to see this list. I'm so glad they put together uh, because, again, this isn't something I would have ever thought about or put mind to. But North Carolina, one of just 11 schools in the country who have made the postseason in football, basketball, baseball during the 2021-22 academic year. Congratulations and way to go Tar Heels. Now, coming up here in just a second, the, the times and schedule for the first three games and the last game of the uh, Carolina football upcoming season were released. Where are they playing? Going to be at night? Are we going to have day games? What's happening with that? I'll tell you in just a moment. But first, let me talk to you about Bet Online. Partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest odds, news, and developments, including the NBA Finals going on right now, the MLB scores, and even this upcoming NFL futures. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sports wagering info, live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about all the trends in action. Bet Online, where the game starts. We've got now some information, some intel uh, that we can go ahead and start marking on our calendars for this upcoming football season. And that's exciting. We're always curious and wondering, hey, when are we able to get this? How do we, we look at it? When do we figure it out? All of that. Kind of and so the good news is that I have some specificity for you now. If you've been paying any bit of attention to the college football schedule, you are probably aware that for the, the past several years, the, the previous regime um, liked to play a big game early, right out of the gate. And um, now that we move into a time and era where Mac Brown is now in charge uh, of creating the schedule, obviously football schedules are, are often created many, many years in advance, um, it's going to take shape a little bit differently this year, um, easing into the season um, in, in a different way than has happened the past several years. And this is especially going to be helpful in, in a season where you have a lot of unknowns coming in. We're, we've been talking a lot about that. We're going to continue to talk a lot about that. But when you don't yet know who your quarterback is, when you don't yet know specifically how your defense is going to react to a new coordinator and a new scheme, all sorts of things like that. Uh, Carolina is going to have some time this year to figure these things out, which is great. And so not only do they have um, three non-conference, a little bit easier schools right out of the gate. I say a little bit easier. We're going to talk about one of them being a little bit harder. Uh, there's also um, Notre Dame is fourth, which is... Um, also technically and a non-conference game. And so there you go. So here we go. Let's start looking at it, unpacking uh, now these four games for which we have um, times and networks. Again, it's the first three of the year and then the last game of the regular season before Carolina plays a bowl, which they will do. Mark that down. 
All right, first, coming up on zero week. Why is it zero week? Well, it, most of the nation doesn't start playing till the next weekend. But Carolina is one of a few schools who will play in zero week. This is actually technically still in August. The, the Tar Heels' first game is, is on August 27th versus Florida A&M University. Uh, this is te technically an, an FCS school, and so that we don't have lines for this one yet. Um, but uh, playing FAMU uh, that, that first weekend on August 27th, this is going to be a night game in Keenan Stadium. So a super fun way uh, to kick off the year against, against a type of opponent that you should um, handle pretty easily, but an, an opportunity to, to test out some things. Maybe if you, if you haven't decided on your quarterback yet to give both quarterbacks a chance and an opportunity. But this is going to be at 8 p.m. Eastern Time on ACC Network. And so, as you would imagine, when, when you're playing a team like Florida A&M, you're probably not going to get uh, the, the biggest um, stage. It's not going to be a ABC or ESPN yet. So um, to, to get an ACC Network slot for this um, is big time. And I guess that's going to be true when you're one of just a few teams playing. So uh, zero week, Florida A&M, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, August 27th on ACC Network. The very next Saturday, Tar Heels head to Boone, North Carolina, to take on App State. That's September 3rd. And this is going to be a noon Eastern Time kickoff. Uh, on ESPNU, and so it's nice. Now you're you are moving into uh, just to the ESPN networks. It's ESPNU, but hey, it's ESPN, and that's good news. Now this, uh, as as we've talked about, and as we're going to continue to talk about, has all the makings of a trap game. App State, as we know, um, took care of North Carolina a couple years ago, and this is now on their home turf. The Tar Heels travel there, and so going on the road for a noon kick. Thankfully, it's, it is within the state of North Carolina, but um, it's going to be a very tough game. And so um, love that it's going to be on ESPNU, but you got to be ready to go at noon or these Mountaineers are going to come out and knock you off. And then a very similar scenario when we move to the next week, uh, September 10th, so another Saturday, um, Carolina heads down to Atlanta to take on Georgia State. That's also a noon kick on ESPNU. So back-to-back -back weeks on the road, noon kicks on ESPNU. Um, for the Tar Heels, they've got to be ready to go back-to-back -back weeks um, and that, that's going to be a tough, uh, tough thing to be early in the season against a, a quality mid-major opponent that um, is bringing um, some, some des real desire to, to have a better showing against North Carolina than they did last year. North Carolina handled Georgia State pretty, pretty easily, I would say. Um, and so the Panthers... Again, on their on their home turf are going to be looking um, for some revenge. So you've got a night game to start the season, and then back to back noon kicks on the road in weeks one and two. Keep in mind zero week for Florida A&M, week one, week two for uh, App State, and then Georgia State. And so then we've we've got the schedule for those three games, and now let's jump ahead to the end of. The regular season. The finale is going to be NC State once again. This time we get them at home in Keenan Stadium. 
This is the only Friday game of the whole season. Everything is on Saturdays. No Thursday night game uh, for the Tar Heels this year. That's uh, kind of nice. You get to keep your schedule very similar throughout the season, except for this Friday, which, which you're kind of used to doing anyway on Thanksgiving week. So this game is Friday, November 25th. And so you think, oh man, this is great. North Carolina, NC State, big revenge game for the Tar Heels after what happened last year in Raleigh. And so this is going to be a great night showdown under the lights, get to get to get some uh, payback against the Wolfpack, except not so much the case. When we look at this schedule and what we have for it, this game uh, is not given a specific time yet. It's given some flex times, which often happens, um, but those flex times are either noon, one o'clock or 3.30 Eastern. And so not really what you're looking for there. Um, but, uh, the Tar Heels, you know, you're going to have to be ready to go. It's the day after Thanksgiving, another noon kick. So, so you eat all your turkey on Thursday, but then you got to get to bed, get some rest and be ready for what is coming on Friday. Uh, just as the kick time has a flex capability, so too does the network. It will either be on ABC or ESPN. And I know there's a lot of times when those channels um, show the same thing. I don't know what will happen in this case. I'm imagining indeed a flex where the game will either be one or the other and then the other network will show another game because there's so many happening on that Thanksgiving weekend. But again, this is really interesting to me that even with those flex kick times, that none of them are, are a night... Um, a night slot. What what happens if um, you know NC State's projected to be really good, really strong again as they were last year? But what happens if Carolina takes care of their schedule? Let's say uh, Drake May or Jacoby Criswell is just an absolute baller this year. What if this defense clicks right out of the gate and Carolina has a really strong year? And then this is one of the major matchups of Black Friday, and it's either going to be a noon, a one, or a three thirty kick. And so. Um, doesn't make a ton of sense to me, uh, but uh, to me that means the networks are hedging their bets that North Carolina will once again kind of have a, an average record as they did last year and that this won't be one of the premier um, rivalry games of the, the day after Thanksgiving. And so, um, you know what? Go out there and prove them wrong, Carolina. That That's my takeaway from this is they don't think you're going to be one of the premier teams in the ACC or the country. And so go out and do work week in and week out and then uh, make them sad that they put you in an afternoon slot for this game. So there we go. We got four games, the schedules and kick times or approximations of what the kick times will be. And that's exciting. Obviously, the other games will be plugged in the further we get into the summer leading into the fall. Well, coming up in just a second, we're going to look at the more full schedule. Why? BetOnline went ahead and released their over-under expectation for Carolina's win total. What is it? Ooh, this is another little bit of a smack in the face. We're going to talk about it in just a second. But first, let me say that we have at Locked On an important favor to ask you. Our company has put together a survey so that we can learn more about viewers and listeners just like you and then work at making your favorite Locked On podcasts even better than they already are. This is an opportunity to tell us what you love and what you don't like quite as much about Locked On podcasts. So go to Locked On podcast, Podcasts 
Com slash survey right now to get started. It's not going to take you very long. Plus, everyone who submits a survey is going to be entered in a drawing for one of 10 $100 Ticketmaster gift cards. That's right. So, to take this audience survey for a chance to win one of those, go to lockedonpodcasts.com slash survey. Thanks so much for your help. We've been asking and Built delivered. Built granola bars are here. They come in three unbelievable flavors. Let me give them to you. Chocolate peanut butter, yes. Chocolate coconut, I'm not a coconut fan, but I know a lot of people who are and love it. And white chocolate berry, yes. Give me those bookends and I'll leave the chocolate coconut for you to eat. (laughs) Want to try all three of them? You can get a a mixed box of that at Built.com right now. These are so different from the Built Bars and the Built Puffs. Built Granola Bars are loaded with, what do you know, granola. Perfect combination of crunch and chewiness. But just like bars and puffs, these guys are packed with protein and covered in 100% real chocolate. Clocking in at 150 calories, 15 grams of protein, and just 4 grams of sugar, Built Granola Bars will change your granola bar world. Built has cracked this code to getting you better granola. They're the perfect healthy snack to pack in your lunch, take on the road, or even eat as a snack. And as always, they're made with collagen protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently and provides tons of health benefits. So, if you've been waiting for a healthy and delicious granola bar to hit the market, look no further. Head to Built.com right now and get you some Built granola bars. Don't miss out. And while you're there, use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off of your order. Again, use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. Well, Bet Online, who is our great partner that does a lot with sports betting needs and info, they're always putting out all sorts of interesting lines. It's not just... Um, you know, the lines for individual games or the over and under for individual games, anything like that. They put out Heisman odds and all sorts of stuff. Well, what they've gone ahead and done is put out their over under for win totals for all uh, the, the major teams. And so basically this is, you know, using all of their uh, data. Here's what we think a, a team will be at in terms of number of wins this college football season, and then you just pick the over under for those who don't don't keep track or, or tabs on betting things. And this just becomes even if you're not someone who's a better, this just becomes interesting content of can can we get above that barrier or will we be below it? So. Um, First, before I say this year's total, last year coming into the 2021 season, Carolina's uh, win total for Bet Online was set at 10 wins. Obviously, they did not hit that marker. We're several games below that, in fact. And so, because of maybe some of that same stuff we just talked about with the kickoff times of, you know, expectations now aren't as high for the Tar Heels, um, that, that win total coming into this year has been lowered. So, Bet online's over under win total for the Tar Heels for the 2022 season is six and a half games, 6.5 games. And you think to yourself, how, how can there be a half game for those of you that, um, again, aren't, aren't keeping tabs on many betting things? Well, this is just uh, the, the data plays out to where it looks like it'll probably be six or seven. And they are then forcing you to go above or below that within that total. So here's what I want to do. I want to look 
at the entirety of Carolina's schedule and then pick out what we think could be those, um, you know, obviously we want to get above six and a half wins. So we want to chart out a path. How do the Tar Heels get to simply seven or more wins? So we just talked about the first three games and the last game of the year. We have those in our minds. It's Florida A&M at App State at Georgia State. And then game four versus Notre Dame. So then after those first four games, the Tar Heels get into their ACC play versus Virginia Tech at Miami, at Duke, versus Pitt, at Virginia, at Wake Forest, and then two home games to close out the season versus Virginia Tech, or excuse me, versus Georgia Tech. And then, as we've already talked about, closing out the year with NC State. So that's 12 games. You look at that. How do you win just north of half of those? Obviously, you want to win a lot more than that. You want to win all 12 of them. But to to beat this over-under, we just got to get to seven. So let's see if we can chart out a path that gets us to more than seven wins. I'm curious what you're thinking about it, too. Drop in the comments what, what wins you think Carolina will have. Now, I, I think... Carolina should absolutely, even though that trip to App State's going to be tough, the trip to Georgia State's going to be tough, there's no reason the Tar Heels shouldn't win all three of those games to start the season. Florida A&M at App State and at Georgia State. And so for me, those first three non-conference games right out of the gate, you should enter that Notre Dame game at 3-0. And so that means you've just got nine games left and you need to win four of them to get to that magic seven that we're looking at. Well, when, when you look at last year's wins and losses, uh, a lot of these teams on the schedule had winning records overall or even in the ACC. So Notre Dame, 11-2 overall. Virginia Tech was not one of them. They were 6-7, and 4-4. Four and four, but Miami, 7-5 overall, 5-3 in the ACC. Pitt, 11-3 overall, 7-1 in the ACC. Uh, Wake Forest, 11-3 overall, 7-1 in the ACC. And NC State, 9-3 overall, 6-2 in the ACC. So you've got, um, in terms of teams who were really strong last year, a lot of those on your schedule. But you do have some of the lower tier teams too. And so that's where we look first for some of the more obvious wins. Last season, Duke was 3-9 overall, 0-8 in the ACC. And Georgia Tech, 3-9 overall also, but and two and six in the ACC. And so when you look um, at, at places for wins, I think that's where we start after those three games to those three non-con games to start the season. Um, you don't expect much growth from either of those teams. And so uh, getting Georgia Tech at home, and then even though Duke's on the road, it's obviously not very far away. So I would project that Carolina should, should, quite easily win both of those games. And so there's five wins um, with Florida A&M, App State, Georgia State, Duke, and Georgia Tech. There you go. So there's five of the seven that we're looking for. And then you've got seven games left to look at. Um, Of those remaining seven games, you've got four home games, Notre Dame, Virginia Tech, Pitt, and NC State. Now, again, all those were at least decent teams last year. Notre Dame, 
Pitt and NC State all had winning records. Um, uh, with Virginia Tech, they had a very similar record to North Carolina, six and seven, four and four in the ACC. And um, but obviously, always a strong opponent beat beat North Carolina in Blacksburg to start the season last year. And so there's that. And then the other three games that are on the road remaining would be Miami, Virginia, and Wake Forest. So we look at those seven games and we think, how do we get two wins out of that? Well, Notre Dame is always, always, obviously very tough. And so that's going to be a hard win. Um, but uh, Virginia Tech going to be doing some rebuilding. Pitt uh, has lost Kenny Pickett to the draft, so going to be working to find their footing there. And then NC State obviously is going to be a tough win at the end of the season. You want to find yourself sitting at um, five wins and needing to beat NC State to get bowl eligible or at six wins and, and wanting to get seventh to beat this over under. Um, obviously, though, the Tar Heels are going to be jazzed and charged to go win that game. And then you look at those road games. Miami is always tough, but but you think you could go to Virginia or to Wake Forest, although Wake Forest has um, Hartman back, so that's going to be tough as well. But in those seven games, you need two wins. And so I, I legitimately think Carolina can at least go two in those four remaining home games. Um, let's say some combination of Virginia Tech State. I think Notre Dame is going to be a tough, tough win to get. Can do it, but while we're projecting, I think odds makers would obviously project Notre Dame to win that game. And maybe you can go on the road and win at least one of those three remaining road games, maybe at, at Virginia, for example. And so if Carolina can just do what they're supposed to do against Florida A&M, App State, Georgia State, Duke, and Georgia Tech, and then get at least two, if not three, of those remaining seven games, you're in a great position to beat this six-and-a-half win projection. And I think the Tar Heels can absolutely, absolutely go out and do that. Mac Brown and company, you have to... And let's be honest, even in last year's down year, the Tar Heels still got to six wins. So you just got to better that by one. They can absolutely hit that mark. Well, friends, that's it for today's episode of Locked on Tar Heels. Coming up tomorrow, a very special guest, somebody you might not know the name of. Her name is Sophia Chikalski, and she just graduated from Carolina and has done a lot of cool things. And so we just want to hear some stories from her about what she's done. Man, you need to tune in and make sure you're listening for that. Thanks so much for making Locked on Tar Heels your first listen or your first watch every single day. Please go and subscribe everywhere you listen to podcasts. If you're watching on YouTube, go ahead and subscribe. Smash that like button. Leave a comment while you're there. You can follow the show on Twitter at LockedOnHeels. You can follow me on Twitter at IsaacShade, I-S-A-A-C-S-C-H-A-D-E. Now, let me encourage you to make Locked On NBA Big Boards your second listen of the day. Rafael Barlow and all the guys give you an in-depth look into the biggest prospects, the latest player rankings, mock drafts, and of course, big boards. So follow Locked On NBA Big Boards anywhere you listen to podcasts on the Odyssey app, YouTube, everywhere you get it. Hey, thanks so much for spending part of your Monday talking Carolina sports with me. A lot of fun to look at what the Tar Heels have done this past season and what they might do this upcoming season. And I want to remind you that it's always a great day to be a Tar Heel. Until tomorrow, peace! <laughs>